Welcome to I'm From the Internet, a podcast about somethingawful.com, the goons, and their consequences. I'm Winslow Dumaine, a comedian and illustrator out of Chicago, and I'm sitting here with internet historian Jay Brandstetter. And how have you been, Jay? Oh, things have been fantastic. The reception to the first episode was very positive. We got a lot of good feedback, and a lot of people are really interested in learning more. So I'm very happy to get to do the first uh, proper episode of this with a real classic something awful saga. Yeah, I've I've been uh, been really pleased with just like how many people were immediately on board, uh, which is just it's so so lovely to see, and we're we're very thankful for everything. Um, it's been that it it's been a kind of a crazy week of internet and just regular life for me because we dropped the episode. Well, I don't know what day we dropped the episode, but last Tuesday I got to open for Kyle Kinane at Talia Hall in Chicago. And that was a huge get for me. That's like the biggest show I've ever done. And yeah, it was like 600 people there. And that was a, it was just extremely intimidating, but uh, I think I did fairly well. The only, the only trouble with it was um, that I went, kind of over time and i feel feel a little unprofessional with that but um everything else about it was was just superb so that's what i've been i've been kind of blasting the internet with that is that the one that's on your youtube channel yeah that's the one i just put on my youtube um and i yeah posted about it and stuff but yeah because we we dropped the episode and it got a whole lot of people to follow the twitter and so i guess we should have one thing we have the ifti pod uh, Twitter, which is going to be like, you know, the pod, the Twitter just for the podcast. And we'll talk about the episodes and maybe even interact with people a little bit. That's kind of a supplementary thing. But I'm also working with my brother to put together something called Uncle Winslow's Picture Time, which uh, I mentioned in the last episode. We're very close to getting it running now. Basically, ever since I got a computer when I was 13 or 14 or whatever, I just started like saving funny pictures to my hard drive. And I have kept that those folders since, I mean, I was a young man. And so I have like thousands and thousands and thousands of weird images that I uh, we're setting up a bot that will share one, like one every hour, I mean, for the foreseeable future. So we're working on that now. And uh, it will be, you know, pictures from something awful, like Photoshop Friday, a lot of weird stuff from 4chan morbid art you know probably like young pictures of me you know setting things on fire in the sewers and stuff like that uh so it's basically just like a glimpse into what is uh on my hard drives so that'll be fun that's that is at uncle picture that's the um the other little supplementary thing that we have for the podcast right now yep and speaking of supplementary podcast materials um, since we created the Gmail account for that, we have a full suite of Google apps with it. So I started u- taking advantage of the fact that we have a YouTube for the show, which is uh, I'm from the internet, on the, just the same there. Um, and I'm starting to upload relevant clips and stuff from something awful, both the forums and the website as a way of archiving them and also as a way of just being able to have them all in one place. Because some of this is stuff like... For this one, I was very lucky to find a few videos. Like that's we're going to talk about it more. But um, one of the difficulties with this one is a lot of the pictures and videos from it are no longer online. It's only because people rehosted it at the time that it was going down that we still have any of it. So uh, that's made me be more be more thoughtful about 
maybe being more proactive and backing this stuff up on my own. And that's something that is totally within my, within my ability to do. So I'm going to be doing that more. So by all means, check it out. Maybe give it a follow. You'll get a nice feed of like interesting music and clips and stuff. And also so maybe some hints about what upcoming episodes are going to be. It's the, um, the nature of the something off of forums is it's very much like an immersive experience. So we're, we'll tell you the story and you'll get everything you need to fully experience the story here. But if you want to kind of extend your experience, there's going to be the videos and the, the screenshots and all sorts of weird things so that you can have a more full experience of it. And I think that that combined with the uncle picture thing is just like, it's, it will cast your mind back to the earlier days of the internet before we really figured out what funny memes were. And it was all just like, I can has cheeseburger like that so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun but uh without further ado i am very excited for this story you and i talked about the mount rushmore of stories to cover for for this pod and um this one i i've told my friends about this one before before we even started talking about this podcast so i will let you take it away with how you wanted to uh, introduce it and so a peek behind the curtain for the listeners, what, the way I'm preparing to do these is I'm assembling Google Docs of, of screenshots of the relevant forum posts. I'm using those to present them to Winslow. And then I'm also going to include those links in the show notes so that you, if you wish to, could read along with these. And also as a way of sort of showing my work and citing my sources, I've included links to the threads. And so this way, everything is there and you see my work. You know, I'm, you know, you know what this all is here. And so this story, like, like Winslow mentioned, is one of the most requested stories on the Twitter account that I've never posted about before, because I was going to make a video about it at some point, and I probably still will, but I'm very happy to do this as the first episode, because I think it encapsulates just about everything about the Something Awful forums that makes it so unique and interesting. Yeah, and, when, um, when I first was, uh, in our first episode, I, I talked about the um, watching, the being in the soundproof box, watching a cat slowly push a priceless Ming vase off the edge of a table. This is the exact story that I was talking about. So <laughs> yeah, it's, this it's, is a fun one. It's very good. And um, I've decided to title this one, um, Muerte's long quarter life crisis walk. And <laughs> I call it that because the OP of this thread is a poster named Muerte. And I'm going to say up front that their real name is all over this. If you look into it, because they did a fundraiser for it and such, and they tried. There was some public like news coverage and stuff. So <laughs> I've, I've censored their name in this document. Please be mindful of the fact that if you look, you're going to find this person's name. Just be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, this was posted in EN, which you'll remember from the first episode is the one for people to talk about personal problems or seek advice. Which right away I think was his first mistake because <laughs> this is less of him asking for advice and more about him just kind of bragging about a crazy thing he's going to do. And I'm just going to read his OP here because this is so this is how it all starts. Muerte creates a thread titled Hiking Across America in EN. I I recently decided that I was unhappy at my job. So like any sane person, I put a 30 day notice in and decided I would walk across America from Los Angeles to Daytona Beach, Florida. Part of my trip is for personal reasons. I want to find out who I am as a person and what truly makes me happy in life. Another big reason of doing this trip is that I want to raise awareness for mental illness, something I've struggled with my entire life. Like, first, right there, like, immediately, just up front, he's being like, by the way, I have mental illness. Just right away setting the tone for this. 
obviously this is like the the most perfect cry for help, right? Uh, yeah, this is a cry for help, it's and it's so perfect that his name is Muerte, and his his avatar is appears to be like some sort of Mexican skeleton that's yelling at me. So I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it, that is truly the avatar of his downfall right here. Yeah, that was his name during this whole thing. This wasn't someone changing after the fact of his snarky. A guy named the Spanish word for death came up and said, hey, I'm about to prepare on this crazy thing that will probably kill me. Yes. Um, and so to continue from that, I assumed everyone would think that I was crazy, but the reaction has been the complete opposite. I've received support from my entire family and friends and even strangers that just happened to see my page share on Facebook and donated to my cause. So far, I've raised $2,300 in a little over four days. My end goal, besides surviving, is to write a book about my travels that nobody will read. I've received very interesting questions from some people so far, so I figured I would open, up, open it up to something awful. I'm departing for Los Angeles on the 14th of May. And this was posted on April 18th in 2015. Oh, That's my another birthday. interesting thing. All right. This is a this is a relatively late saga, but it feels like a classic one because it has all the elements. I think the only real wrinkle is how heavily Facebook plays into this one. So one thing that I, I right off the bat really like about this is that you can there's there are so many different ways to tell when somebody is like not doing well. Like, I mean, they're they're not always going to be like, you know, shouting at nothing on the street. Right. And one of them that I that really I love so much is that he's going on this to raise awareness for just mental health, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, you know, there's, there's pediatric cancer, there's liver cancer, there's blood cancer, there's breast cancer, there's colon cancer. You kind of take your pick and then you kind of focus your funding on that. I, I can't imagine that there would ever be a hospital dedicated to people who are just like or a a charity rather for just sick people in general you know like (laughs) yeah this is such a broad are you because you're gonna raise awareness for like eating disorders schizophrenia cotard's delusion anxiety you know all of these all mental okay go go for it go nuts man no, you don't get it. We're raising money to build a hospital. You're not allowed to be sick. It's the perfect plan. Is he from L.A.? Because this this does seem like a very L.A. move. Yeah, from what he talks about, he's a, he's like a native Californian. He grew up in the suburbs of California. And we'll go into that more when he kind of talks about his background. But yeah, this is this is like a guy who has lived like a very comfortable suburban California life who is doing, you know, pretty successful for a person of his age. And is just like, I'm bored and unsatisfied. And decides that what he's going to do is he's going to take a go, he he probably saw into the wild or something and was like oh that's what I need I need to just walk out into the wilderness and find myself I I feel like if you're in California you should just surf to Spain that should be his thing paddleboard to Spain don't walk across America because <laughs> then you won't annoy people but no you'll you'll find out him annoying people is actually part of his plan so. oh God. i'm gonna jump to the moon yeah okay bud <laughs> yeah and also that he doesn't list a specific charity that he's just raising money for this one cause so that again also is a big red flag for anyone who's soliciting money for a cause because oh, yeah. if they're not actually officially partnered with anybody it's like you don't know where that money is going i think that that's something that we all learned from the the blm protests is that uh, when giving money, especially now, 
you have to just pay the fuck attention because there are so many like fake charities out there. There's even like donation boxes on the sides of streets that are like donate your clothes to the to like to the needy. And those are just scams where they just take and resell all of your clothes that like they never actually get to anybody. And it's not a charity. Like, yeah. I, I think one thing that is a good thing to keep in mind is just be aware that literally at any given moment you could just get doinked by somebody who is slightly more malevolent than you at any point in time. They might steal your apes. They might steal your clothes. <laughs> it's not people are out to get you. Everyone should be paranoid. Yeah, it's not paranoia if they really are out to get you. <laughs> All right, and one of the kind of big missing pieces of this story, the Holy Grail, is like like he mentioned, he raised money on social media, and he did that with uh, with a fundraising platform, and he had a video on it, and that video no longer exists. Uh. The only thing that exists is a screenshot someone took and posted in the thread, and that screenshot is so funny. When I show it to you, you'll see why I wish we had the whole <sighs> video. This is his, his, I'll describe it to the listener. It's him hold. It's uh, him holding a big piece of paper with the word how question mark on top. And he is just drawn in marker, a kind of wiggly line across the page. And on the left-hand side has written LA on the right-hand side is written Florida. This is so like, it's literally just, you just, you just walk from one place to the other. That's how you do it. It's, it's like a it's, suicidal Dimitri Martin with this enormous pad of paper. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, there, there's, I, I know that this is an audio format, but please, we're going to be posting pictures of this as often as we, as everywhere that we can. You, you have to look at this because it genuinely looks like a seventh grader did it. Like the how, like it, none of it is spaced too well. I will say he did get the how centered because it's how question mark at the top. And it does look like he was writing with this non-dominant hand. And between L.A. and uh, L.A., which, you know, is to the left side of America and Florida, he has kind of drawn just a black descending stock ticker line that connects just a series of cities. It's too blurry to see what these cities are, but... Um, Boy, howdy, this is not a good way to get from point A to, to point B. It's, it's, yeah. it's, this is like if, if our plan to get to the moon was to create, you know, we, we started off with smaller rockets and we built bigger rockets, right? It was as if NASA was like, okay, so a small trampoline will get us a certain amount of height. A big trampoline will get us even further. And so this is very much Muerte's suicide trampoline to Florida, <laughs> which is, I mean, there's so many titles that you could give this episode. Yeah. And then afterwards, here's another one. Here's a more polished illustration he made. Uh, one thing I want, he made it in MapQuest, which is so funny oh, for, God. 20, MapQuest. for 2015, 2016. That's like MapQuest was, was old at that point. People weren't using MapQuest. Right. God. So it right now, oh boy. So I, I'm imagining the red dots are the places that he had delineated on the previous map, right? That he had he had highlighted, right? Yeah, like those are the those are the big cities. He's going to be stopping at like Dallas. So, um, but before we get into that, um, one, he said he was going to walk from L.A. to Dayton in his original OP, right? Daytona, in Daytona, Florida. right? Yeah. On the map of MapQuest, here he has himself walking f- backwards. 
which does affect <laughs> right. things, whatever. Oh my Two, gosh, yeah, he, he has a starting point in Daytona. That's so funny. I didn't notice that. He's starting in Los Angeles, and the first, let me see here, one, two, three, four, five, six. There are uh, nine cities outside of Daytona that he's, he's planning to walk to. From what I can see here, seven of them are in California. So he's, he's, it's as if I was like, well, I'm going to walk from my hometown. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to Neola and then Council Bluffs and then like, you know, all of these tiny little towns in the middle of nowhere. And then, so it, it goes Los Angeles, about five smaller cities outside of Los Angeles. And then he's in Flagstaff. And then he walks from Flagstaff across all of New Mexico and most of Texas and his next destination is Dallas. And then from Dallas, it is just a straight shot to Daytona. <laughs> Which yeah, means the he, distance between stops He'll give is himself like a day to breathe in Dallas. And then he's like, oh, ah, time to hit that old dusty trail. And then he just moves from Dallas to Daytona. And I would imagine he thinks it's just one fell swoop. Yeah, and, like, and you're like a traveling comedian. Like, have you ever had to drive across de- uh, Texas before? I have not done shows in Texas because of how fucking miserable it is to get anywhere in that goddamn state. It's so big. Like, there are nations that have nearly conquered Europe that are smaller than Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's enormous. There's just a festival in, in Texas that curated me on... And they were like, yeah, we'll get you one show. And I'm like, oh, man, I I love you. You're so nice. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. However, if I do one show in Texas, that means I'm driving like 20 hours to do 10 minutes. And that that just doesn't add up, you know, because like say you do Dallas and then like, my God, to drive to Austin, that's like a serious amount of driving. And it's through nothingness. It's like Texas is our Australia. You know what I mean? Like a good chunk of it is just the blasted wastes. There's a, there's a reason why, you know, the paperclip guys went to the American Southwest and they're like, ah, oh, this looks like a place that we could nuke. You know, like there's just vast, huge plains of just nothingness. Yeah, like I I was very lucky and I got to do one cool cross-country road trip and when I was in college with my best friend and it was amazing. And driving through Texas, it was just, it took three days to get through it. And there was just really nothing there. It was just so much just driving through flat plains. Like occasionally you might see like a wind farm or something. It was, it was the most boring part of the trip. And it was really, not to the car, like I can't imagine walking there just with nothing around you. And also, like, another thing about this, because of the distance between these stops, he's planning on, like, walking a long amount of time without without restocking or having a place to rest and, you know, prepare for the next leg of the journey. It just makes me think that he has a lot of friends and family in Los Angeles that he's like, well, I'm going to meet up with my friends and family here, 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 and here. And then I have a buddy in Flagstaff and a buddy in Dallas and everything else. I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is a thing that, that they talk about a little bit is the concept of trail magic, which his apparently one of his big inspirations was like a guy online called like Hobo Steve or something who who did something like this and documented it, who is much more prepared. And the concept of trail magic is basically when you're out on a hike, if you're not if you don't have what you need, it, basically it, it's like a like a nature version of manifesting. The idea of just like, oh, I needed this thing, and then I ran into someone and they gave me one. It's just the idea of don't worry about it; things will take care of themselves, which is not a way that like actual you know that's not a thing you want to rely on yeah my my buddy nick uh went on this enormous hike up to like the top of this glacial mountain 
And he he said that he got all the way up there and uh, he didn't have enough water to like, you know, use so much water getting up and use so much water getting down. He was completely out of water. And there were some people there at the top that had those life straws. So you can just straight up drink water out of like a glacial runoff. Right. And that's a very cool story to have. And I'm sure it's a very magical experience. However, if you fail at that, like uh, luck check, so to speak, you're in the middle of goddamn Texas, you know, walking. That's it's, yeah. it's so far. If you're listening in Europe, you need to understand America is bigger than you could ever possibly imagine. <laughs> My mom is a very experienced outdoors person. Like she goes, she's one of those people. She'll just pack up and just go out and live in like state parks for months or whatever. Cause she's retired now. Oh yeah. And, and like from, from what I've learned from her is that like when you're out when you're out camping in camping spaces, you meet two kind of people. You meet either like the nicest people you've ever met or like the scariest homeless people you've ever seen in, in oh, your yeah. life. Like there's no real middle ground. So it is very much a luck check, like you said. You can get lucky, but also you can get unlucky. And yeah. it's it's one of the things that makes something like this like that's why I don't do things like this. It it is funny because I did go like rock climbing over over Thanksgiving, and it's funny how like both the kind of down-home yeehaw country types and the people who, like, want to go out and experience the beauty of nature and, like, live off in, like, you know, Yellowstone or whatever, they are, they can both be the same kind of libertarian dude. Like, like we're, <laughs> like we're there are whole genres of dudes out there that are just like, oh, you're just like a dirt libertarian. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're a, a forest lichen libertarian. You know? It's like Pokemon. There's like a ground type and yeah. there's like a mountain type. And every once in a while you'll meet one libertarian that's actually very reasonable and they're like libertarian and they're also like super pro-choice and you're like, okay, so you are a shiny libertarian, right? You have yes. like a one in 2,500 chance of catching one, you know? <laughs> Okay, yeah, and so also we're going to move on. <laughs> he posted pictures of his supplies. Oh, fuck, I, I forgot his, about this part. Yes, his plan was, since he was going to have to spend extended amounts of time between stops, he was going to de- take a cart with him. Mm-hmm. And the the picture of the cart posted here is like, this is what my mom uses to haul my two nephews to the grocery store when yeah. they're visiting her. This is like a, a baby-carrying cart that you put on the back of a bike. It, I, I, for some reason, thought that it was like a little Red Rider wagon. But uh, yeah, no, this is definitely something that you like. Well, I guess it's got the handle in the back. Is, is it, it's not the thing that uh, you would fix to a, the back of a bike. But it is very much just like this poxy plastic wheel. You could buy this thing at Walmart or Amazon. Like, it's not an industrious thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's for like putting your kid in there or like putting your, you know, your, your dog that is the size of a football you put that in the back there not something you'd ever take on the trail but also you don't really use carts on the trail do you i don't feel like you because no. yeah, this guy's gonna be whole... crossing mountain ranges right yeah the whole thing with with long distance hiking is you want to carry as little as possible like every ounce like like people that do that they like cut the tags off their shirts because they don't want to have that extra weight that's so insane. The, so yeah him doing it with with this trice with this tricycle that is plastic wheels and plastic connectors and stuff like like honestly i think like a red like a radio flyer wagon might be more sturdy because at least that's actually metal this is just right you plastic can cook, and mesh. you can cook on that or something like that yeah this is just plastic yeah and then he posted the supplies he was planning on taking oh well, here's the best part 
So his plan (laughs) was, while he's walking across America pushing this cart, he has written on the back of the cart in very, like, very uncomfortable-looking scrawl, in all caps, I walking like crazy across America for mental health awareness. Follow me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Jacob Walks America, hashtag I saw crazy Jake. Okay. So this guy's whole thing is he wants to go viral. His plan is that people would see him pushing this cart and they'd stop and talk with him. And that's how he would spread awareness of mental illness. It was by talking about this thing he's doing. And also just like crazy Jake. Like if you want to help mental illness, maybe be a little more sensitive about that. One of the genuine scariest things I've ever seen on the internet that wasn't like a dude getting his head caved in with a like a, a hammer or something like that is you you can find the video the youtube essayist um atrocity guide does one it was one of her, her first videos and she's she's tremendous she's so good uh, it's this guy who's just been constantly uploading videos of him looking at the camera saying basically uh god entered me god entered my body like a body my same size like me walking into you or you walking into me and it's just him saying that over and over and over again. And he's uh, painted it on the side of his car. He translated it into different languages and had little anime avatars saying it with their little computer voices. This has that same feeling because, like, it's like that there was an Onion article about, like, a woman, a woman has, like, a misbuttoned shirt. And, like, that's the one thing about her that makes her look absolutely fucking insane. The fact that this is written by hand, that's fine. You know, handwritten things, totally cool. The fact that it says, I walking like crazy across America for mental health awareness. It looks like Charlie's diary from Always Sunny. It also, the fact that he wrote out, like, follow me on Facebook, www.facebook.com. It's amazing that he didn't put, like, HTTP in there. Yeah, and his thing is, he's his plan is to walk alongside the highway. So, like, if you're driving past someone at highway speeds, you wouldn't be able to read any of this. Right. Yeah, God. I mean, even if he did a big-ass QR code, which I don't know if there were QR codes back then, still, man, this is such a bad idea. I mean, we all, I already know more or less, I guess I don't know how it ends, ends, but, like, it's we're already off to such a rough start, but let's continue. So in addition to that, he posted pictures of his supply of his supplies that he got. First, there's um he got a harmonica, of course, because he's really he's really into the, he's in the romantic hobo lifestyle. He wants to have a, a harmonica so he can just like belt out the blues alongside a campfire. This is very much like in um, Oregon Trail when you're picking the supplies <laughs> for your thing, and you're like. Okay, we got food, we got bullets, we have clothes, we have spare parts for the wagon. Hang on, let me get that big-ass grandfather clock. Like, we need to bring that with us. Like that was exactly the what I was going to re- reference. He's the guy who bought harmonica. the five-grandfather clock. <laughs> this dude rules. Yeah, I know. Is, this is very fun. And yeah, like, just it's a great saga. And then here's, here's, here's another picture of the supplies he posted. And like, this is all stuff you get at Walmart. Like it legitimately looks like he just went to like the outdoor section at Walmart and was like, Ooh, this looks nice. I could use that. Sure. This looks important. 
it's it's just like there's a there's like a giant seven gallon water tank. Okay. Uh, bear spray. Yeah, let's go through this. We have yeah. a big ass water tank, which. All right, I'm going to be the first one to say that I am not the most outdoorsy. The the I get outdoors in the sense that like I will walk through the wilderness to get to abandoned buildings and stuff like that. Like I'm more of like a wandering wasteland because I'm from the Rust Belt, right? So I don't do these big huge fancy camping things or sleep in a tent or whatever. So I don't know if he's really shooting threes on this. I'm sure there's people who could tell us. Um he has Seven, a seven-gallon water container, which I guess if you have a cart, that's fine. He has a head net for mosquitoes, that's fine. A camp towel, figured that's probably just like a regular towel. An umbrella, some camp soap. Okay, you only need one bottle, of course. Yeah, this is really. He has some bear spray and a lantern. He has some sort of wet wipes thing. This is really just. He just went to one aisle and bought what he thought. He's like, ah, this looks this is like uh, useful. This is a good thing to have. I don't see any like, I mean, maybe we haven't seen it all, but I don't see any like, you know, a multi tool or uh, camp socks. I this is he just like bought a random sort. This is like when you go to the fireworks stand and you just buy the kit. You know, this is like a little bit of everything, but none of it's very good. Yeah, and these are all very generic looking. Like these are mm-hmm. very generic. He brand, wasn't like, gonna break the bank. On this, yeah. he, he wanted to make sure all of the money went to charity. <laughs> yeah, and in the back, you could see he has like a backpack on one of those like rolled up mats that that people mm-hmm. use when they're hiking. And what's that thing um, at the very I, top? Oh, that's a bug the spray. Very top, Max that's B. A, yeah, yeah, that's for bug spray. So he has bug spray and a head net. So right away, it's kind of like got to protect the face, man. It's a money maker. Yeah, I will say that one of the best posts in the thread we're going to talk about is someone who is an experienced hiker who does mm-hmm. this for a living, breaking down like everything that he's doing wrong. And it's very evocative and cool. So I cannot wait to get to that part. And then the second picture of his gear, just kind of showing his pack. And he has a duffel bag, a smaller bag and a backpack. Okay, so this doesn't look bad. Like, all of this looks like legit stuff. It doesn't look terribly fancy, but, you know, what do I know? But I guess the big takeaway from this is, like, this just seems like a lot of stuff. Yes, you are walking across the United States, but, like, I don't know, man. I mean, this this just seems like it would be very, very heavy. And I yeah. just, oh, God, it just does not look fun. And also, I know that we're going to get into it, but the boots are, are very funny because they are just they are hiking boots. But like one pair, <laughs> one pair. Yeah. And they look like Walmart ones. Like th- these look like they cost like 50 bucks. They right. don't look like f- good, fancy, like strong ones. And the one detail that kind of ties all together is everything still has the tags on it and the packaging. Oh God, it literally looks yeah. like he just dumped them all out after he bought them on the store and took a picture. Like none of this looks like he's actually tried it on or like messed around with it or anything. I look, I'm not the guy t- that should be judging this kind of thing, but this is a. Uh, I'm worried. I'm worried for my my boy Muerte. Good and luckily, so so were the goons. They um. One, and also here, it's this is a screenshot of his fundraiser that he did, walking like crazy. There's a picture of him, and you can see he's not. He's like looks he's like a, he's like yeah, yeah. He's like a 25 year old guy. Like he, I know people like this. Like he, he, he's in pretty decent shape. He and uh, he looks pretty photogenic. He's, he doesn't like when you think of a. He doesn't look like a basement dweller. Like when you think of like a goon, like someone like me. He he right. looks like someone who could do like a 5K or something. But still, he doesn't look prepared for this type of extreme exertion. And he raised uh, $3,495 on his little fundraiser 
before he even approached the goons. So already he's already gotten this money and this support, which makes him coming. And there's one other thing here where he, in May, he tried every day for a week. He's tried tweeting <laughs> at like the Ellen show and Jimmy Kimmel. Like he wanted to really get big with this. And after that didn't work, he's like, okay, fine. I guess I'll try and become like a, like a, super, a goon superstar or something. So he really was into this to try and get, to try and get famous. You know, as a guy who's in the performing world, I, you know, that's, that's the thing that we say, if you can't get Ellen, you can get the goons. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it's worked for me. You know, now it, it is also very funny that like, I have like, you know, my, my Kickstarters have done fairly well. Right. And I've all, I've done a lot of like, you know, I sell a lot of stickers and silly stuff online. Like that's how I pay my bills. And so several times in just in the last year, um, people have like approached me being like, oh, dude, like you make your money just selling stickers online. That's pretty tight. I want to do what you do. Tell me how you do it. And I I like to help people. And so I'll tell them like, OK, so first things first is you want to uh, be available to like create things all the time. You have to devote a lot of your time to that. But also you need to like really post things on the Internet and be like kind of like always online and like always be trying to create stuff. And they just everyone taps out immediately when they realize that it's not going to be just like you write piss and fart and come on a sticker and then you immediately get a check for $5,000. <laughs> and so seeing this dude just throwing this at the wall of just like, uh, uh, and then just tweeting a bunch of times and be like, all right, I did my Twitter for the day. It's like, buddy, buddy, buddy. This has one of these has one like the rest have no likes. They don't even like pictures or anything. It's literally just only 17 days until I start my walk across America to raise awareness for mental health. Like, he's really not selling himself here. This is not looking well. Yeah. And so we got our first we get our first replies. I, I put some highlights. A very funny one is a, what do you think led you down the road to being a failure in life? Like right away, people are being mean, but like not undeservedly. So like he kind of crammed into this place and people are very immediately calling him out. There's <laughs> Did you try like, drinking? That really helped me. <laughs> yeah, and that is kind of, um, that is one of the things about this I think is really fascinating, is how this is kind of a lot of, this is sort of an undercurrent of a lot of goon sagas, is men that are, like, you know, relatively well off, who, you know, made the right choices and are, like, you know, they're, like, well-earning computer janitors, but they their lives are very boring and unsatisfying, which leads them to do crazy things or take up stuff that's dangerous, that's an undergoing current in all of this. And this is something that people are kind of immediately identifying. It's like, why don't you just try taking up drinking or getting a hobby or something instead of doing this crazy stunt to try and prove something to the world? There's a great, I, I won't get into it too much here, but um, John Boys of Secret Base has a great series called Fighting in the Age of Loneliness, which is about like the dawn of the UFC, which is, you know, this hyper masculine, super violent, you know, fighting championship or whatever. And it's kind of set in the context of like more and more men were living at the office and were feeling more and more emasculated. There were less manufacturing jobs. There were all of these things that kind of like, you know, made the modern American man feel weak. And so you would have these kind of bursts of things of just like, you know, no, my coffee needs to have a beard, black rifle coffee, you know, like all of this shit. And so doing crazy physical exertions was like a byway for masculinity. And so this it, this 
fits perfectly in. I mean, I fell for it too. I mean, I wouldn't say, I don't know, fell for it, but like when I, you know, I live in Chicago and like I bike to work and I said like for a year, I'm going to bike to work no matter what. And Chicago winters are fucking punishing. And so, you know, I was waking up at the crack of dawn and like saddling up and pushing my ass through like snow and sleet and hail just to like feel like something other than just a guy with very, very delicate hands. You know, so I, I've been where this guy is. This one it goes a little darker than mine. So that's yeah. funny. And I, I will give a plus one to fighting in the age of loneliness. Uh, Felix Peterman from Trapo Trap House is like a co-producer on it. And yeah, oh. it is, I'm, I am not at all into fighting stuff at all. But it's it, like we mentioned in the first episode. It's one of those sports things where even if you don't care about sports. It's just really cool sociological stuff. Mm-hmm. When they ask him, well, did you try drinking? That really helped me. He replies, I don't like the taste of alcohol. Like, I can't again, argue with him there. Alcohol tastes like shit. That's why I don't it drink. It does, but it is also very funny with the whole outdoors rough in it thing. You'd be like, oh, I don't like how that tastes. Which, you know, put a pin in that. That's going to come back later. And then, but, so then that same person says, but you like the taste of crippling depression and anxiety? And he says, more than the taste of alcohol. So he's funny. Like, he has a sense of humor about there, It is a very funny thing of just how aggressive like when you have a world where everybody's mean to each other like you can have like 4chan is just like they're just monsters ripping each other apart but on something awful like it had existed like this for so long that like they just know that that's just how they talk and so instead of being like fuck you how dare you his response is just like he just rolls with that punch he doesn't even acknowledge it and i think that's very indicative of like the culture of the website. And also people asking like, you know, a lot of people who do this get hit by cars and die. How are you going to do that? And he's, you know, and he, you know, he's like, Oh, I have reflective stuff on my backpack. What people rightfully start focusing on the mental health stuff. And they're like, you know, this seems more about putting off dealing with your mental issues by focusing on this big task in the short term. And you're, you know, why are you doing this? And he just goes, this is another kind of leaning into that. This guy feels like he has a death wish. He's like, there is no dealing with my problem. It is a chemical imbalance that I have. I take medication every day for it. I'm not in crippling debt or anything. I'm not running away from anything. I'm walking. Okay, one, that's very funny. And two, I've known a lot of people who have the knowledge of like what's actually going on in their brain. And as far as I'm aware, the idea of a chemical imbalance is somewhat true. I don't know. I mean, like, I I think that there is some some very recent science on, like, what does this what does depression, mental illness actually look like? Because I've I've read that there is no like illness, quote unquote, model of mental health. There's the reason why, like, mass shooters aren't really mentally ill is because there's not an illness per se that makes you do this right you can be maladjusted. You can be all of these different things. And so I feel that for a number of people that I've met, that knowing that their brain has a chemical imbalance that must be, you know, remediated through medication can have one of two effects. When one of them is just like, oh, this is what I need to do. I can I can fight this chemical imbalance through medication and through routine and doing all of these different things. Or it'll have the opposite effect where it's just like, oh, no, my brain is cursed. I have a bad brain. I'm always going to feel like this. I'm going to die. Yeah, you can become very defeatist about it. We're, we're not going to be able to sit down with his therapist, but you can get a lot of his life from a few of these posts, right? Yeah, this is really a window into his psyche. Right. And I will and I and I will I will second that. I believe that chemical imbalance theory has kind of fallen out of favor in the past couple of years when it comes to psychology, but I know when I was first diagnosed with anxiety and depression as a way of explaining it and to people that aren't familiar with like brain stuff, like 
I thought he did the job, and for me, for me, it was very empowering. Because in a way, it was kind of like, okay, I get why I'm like this, and I can kind of recognize that a little better. It is very helpful once, you know, in my experience, to be like, okay, I feel like this because I have depression. Nothing's actually wrong. I can work with this. Yeah, I, I do that same thing when I'm on a really big downward spiral. Um, I will just have to remind myself, like, no, look at all the facts. They're not actually mad at you. They've not demonstrated that they're mad at you. You just do this when you're sad. My brain just does this to me when I'm sad. And I just go, oh, yeah, I'm just, I just fell for a trap. That's all. It's like an optical illusion, you know? I don't know who's listening who needs to hear this, but your friends didn't suddenly decide they hate you overnight. That's not how people's friendships work. If if, if this is Eric, if you're listening to this, that one's actually true. Yeah. (laughs) Your friends think you're fucking weird. Yeah, this is an intervention. This is a very elaborate intervention. For Eric in particular. And another thing people start asking him is, do you have any kind of experience with this? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I do a lot of hiking and one day trips out in the valley. Uh, one of his things is that he's really into disc golf. Like the video I put on our channel is of him with his disc golf club when they're like sending him off and saying goodbye. And it comes up over and over. One of his things later on is about wanting to like do disc golf stuff to raise awareness. So he, he's just really into disc golf, which is cute, you know? Okay. Well, this is one of my favorite things of this, this story is because it's a guy planning this absolutely staggering trip. Right. And his experience for this is that he has done a lot of one day things to put this in perspective. This is like, Hey guys, I want to uh, eat an airplane. I want to eat an airplane piece by piece. And people are like, that seems really bad. There's a lot of parts of an airplane that you probably shouldn't be eating. And he's like, don't worry. I take an iron supplement almost every day. Like, let me just look it up. To drive it, it's 36 hours. To walk it, let's find out. To walk it, it is 843 hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's over a month of continuous walking. Not including pissing, shitting, and sleeping. Yeah, and also just the fact that as a human, you can't walk for a, like a full day every day. You're going to need rest time. Right. My God. This dude's going at this like a fucking space marine. Yeah, there's a, there's a, another really good riff here where someone asks him, are you stupid like Forrest Gump stupid? And he goes, I've never seen Forrest Gump. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just, a good rolling with the punches. Just these, it's, it's either rolling with the punches or it's just like, like he's like Superman, just bing, zing, bing, like the bullets <laughs> just flying off of him. And um, yeah, this is Hobo Nick. That's the name of the person. There is an online person named Hobo Nick who did a thing where they traveled from Florida to California and they documented the whole thing where like every day they were blogging about it. And it was kind of like a minor uh, internet thing at the time. His only real source of inspiration is reading Hobo Nick's blog and getting ready for it. Uh, like, like I um, I don't look like it now, but I when I was in my early 20s, I used to actually be a runner and do 5Ks and stuff. And, like, even something as simple as a 5K, like running one continuously, it took months of preparation and having to get special shoes and everything. It wasn't just, like, something you could just be like, I'm just going to do this. Yeah, and the I- idea of doing something that is so much more extreme and on such a bigger scale with even less preparation is... It's really, ooh, I really felt bad. I really feel bad. Even now, just reading this, I feel bad for this guy. On a scale from as the driven snow to blindingly, how white are you? Because <laughs> this, I, you know, I don't know any other uh, any other types of people that tend to do these kinds of things. You know, because this this is a he's a one man trail of tears, and he's doing it to himself. 
Yeah, this is, this is, yeah, only, like, white people get to have lives, like, this charmed, that they can reach their 20s and be like, I need to do something artificially difficult, because life just hasn't been hard enough for me up till now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and this is also when, so when people start mentioning uh, that there are other trails, like the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail, where these are existing hiking trails across America, where they're set up so you're never more than a couple days away from some small town or some lodge or something where you can restock and rest up. And they're much more manageable, even if they are still incredible feats of human endurance. I mean, just walking through Texas is insane because not it's it's not only is it like physically punishing, but it's fucking boring. You know, you know he's pl- he's planning to start this journey in May. He's going to be walking across Texas in the summer. This dude has never played Oregon Trail. Like you, you have to plan your whole journey very specifically. You know. Yeah, and especially since his endpoint is Florida. Like as someone who's lived here my entire life, like the summers are hell. Like just walking from your car to a building, you are like you feel like you're about to pass out when it's about like this. This guy would get heat stroke immediately. God. And another, just more people bringing up again that this very much looks like he's looking for an alternative to killing himself, like anything to keep him going. So he's doing this crazy thing. People, I cut out a lot of the armchair psychology, but people rightfully understand that this is someone where they, they kind of see that he's he's going through something. And another post from Muerte, he talks about his plan. When he gets to Florida, the reason why he's going there is he's going to be taking over his father's business there, where his right. dad operates a stump grinding business. And he's <laughs> going to be going there and, uh, you know, cutting trees and grinding stumps and stuff, which, you know, as a Florida resident, is a big business here because hurricanes come by all the time and people need stuff to be cut so it won't fall on their house. They need those the trees that fall ground up. It's, it's good, honest work. And, you know, it is a big business here. Stump grinding is... The most Florida-sounding possible fucking name for a job. It, it takes me back in, in, in Omaha. There was uh, this local machine shop uh, owned by a man named Earl Loveless called Loveless Machine Grinding. And that's like the most death metal thing I've ever fucking heard. Another quote about him being like, I'm not doing this to fix myself. I want to find who I am as a person and what I want in life. Dude, you've yeah. already found, like, that's the thing. You, A lot of people are like, I want to find myself. It's like, you have. The boring you is you. Doing big, crazy things doesn't, like, you know, I could go out and buy fucking Air Jordans. That's not going to make me a fucking baller. People get into it later, but also just psychologically, like, when you're out in the wilderness, like, that is not, especially if you're going with this mindset, being, being in the wild is like being on acid. It's one of those things where if you're in the right mindset, it can be very relaxing and fulfilling. But if you're in like a bad place, it just gets really depressing and scary and makes you feel like, like you don't want to be there. So the idea of him just being stuck days away from civilization in the middle of like a depression spiral is very scary. A little bit more about his personal life. I've never had time to think about what I want to do or what kind of job I want. I've always taken the highest paying job I could find and worked it to support the lifestyle I wanted at the time. I want to slow my life down for a bit, stop working 60 to 70 hour weeks and enjoy life for a bit. I don't figure everything out over the next few months, so be it. I still have experienced something very few people have, and I'll have a story to tell my children. I would much rather have a story to tell than saying I worked in a cubicle for 40 years. So this is when he starts getting a little bit more unlikable, because he's really kind of leading into the whole, like, you sheeple don't get it, man. I've seen I've seen the rat race for what it is. I'm going to experience something real. I don't know, man. Like, it just, that is, you're already living your life, 
And it's, it's such a dude way of looking at all of this of just like, it's, it's either I do the craziest thing that I can think, or I'm just going to be the sheep. I'm going to be a fucking pig dog like the rest of you. It's like, like I live a pretty cool fucking life and I'm, I'm not walking across any country, you know, maybe Liechtenstein, but that one's small. I could do Liechtenstein in a day. I'm going to find out how big is Liechtenstein. Oh, easy. I could walk across Liechtenstein in a day. Liechtenstein is, is an area of 61 square miles. I could tango across that fucking country. America being so huge just makes the fact that most countries are that small even funnier. It really is just like, there's no middle slider with countries. Right. Yeah. And the way that one goon summed up his route is very funny. They said, uh, what made you decide to walk directly through the deliverance in the hills have eyes portions of America? Which is is a perfect summary of how scary and remote those places are going to be. Yeah, God. And this is when he gets into he gets into self defense here too, which is where things get kind of funny. Like the bear mace he had, uh, the maces for people all encounter in California, the mountain lions in Florida, the armadillos in Texas, the aliens in New Mexico, and the javelinas in Arizona. So his plan is to just have this can of mace with him is how he'll defend with any hardships he might encounter on the road. Look. I don't know enough about armadillos to say whether... I feel like an armadillo would just do it to the little Metroid ball and just roll away, right? Yeah, like, armadillos are like, armadillos are not very frightening. I've had, well, once when I was out camping, I had them, like, run across a campsite because it was in a nature preserve where the animals were not afraid of humans at all and just used to running around them. And it was, it was very cute. I did not feel threatened at all. And, uh, yeah, and also he's, his big plan for... for updating people is he was going to carry a solar powered charger with him so he could post updates to the thread while he's walking which again when you're in the middle of nowhere you're not going to have cell reception absolutely yeah i mean i don't even i mean solar panels have come far i don't know man yeah like even now solar chargers for phones are like half like it's a good mix of between scams and stuff that barely works like right you can get like a, a, a percent off of it like i think there's the youtube channel called i did a thing that he like developed some sort of solar it was like a solar vape or something like that that like just by using it you would get like one one hundredth of one percent or some shit and uh, another peek into Morte's life is that he's is that his lease ends on the 15th of may and his last day of work is on the 14th so he's already quit his job and it has his lease ending so he's already put himself on this path like to the point where it, it really does feel like him being like i have to do this or else i might not go through with it it really does feel like he's just taking a leap of faith. Yeah, again, he has his harmonica, so... His other self-defense thing is, I'll read it directly, to prevent getting robbed, I have a CO2-powered pistol, which looks just like a real gun. I have a long buck knife, as well as a very lightweight axe. I also have bear spray. So his plan is that if, if, if he gets robbed, he has a, like an airsoft gun that looks like a real gun. So he's going to immediately escalate the situation by pulling on someone without actually having the ability to defend himself by shooting them. I mean, it, he should just, if he's doing all this, just get the thing from No Country for Old Men. Yes, just, just, just get a bolt gun. I, uh, yeah. He does say that he's, he has not prepared for rape, which... Boy, howdy. Uh, I don't know what one could do, but he does say that he will invest in a butt plug. So, you know, hey, if maybe like, you know how they have some of those uh, those those 
bolts on trucks that are like big ass spikes. Yeah. Maybe you could make a butt plug that's like a big fucking spike that comes out the back end of you. It'd be hard to sit, but No, I was thinking like a survival butt plug where you like unscrew it and it has like matches and fishing lines. <laughs> it, like it, it has a compass on the end that sticks out. So oh yeah, like I mean a map, yeah. Bend over sure. and be like, oh there's north. Yes. I, I I've actually had somebody contact me and um just found my shop or something. I'm like, bro, I make custom butt plugs. Do you want one? I'm like, want? No, <laughs> but will accept. Also, no. So <laughs> I okay. Hold on. Let me read this quote from Muerte. Is they were that somebody's making fun of him for like an enormous amount of water, thirty five pounds of things, no camping stove, and he says. I've survived until the age of 26, and I've never cooked a single thing on a stove. Actually, I've cooked macaroni before. Stop acting like a dipshit. I can pick up a stove at any point if I decide I want one. <laughs> yeah, just really oh showing that his ignorance extends to every aspect of his life. There, just... It, it's just like, there is a part of, like, dudes where, like, they think that doing your laundry is gay or whatever. Or they think that cooking is for women and it, it's just so funny to me the amount of brilliant, interesting, evocative experiences that are available to people, that are available to all of us, like cooking your own food. That dudes will just be like, no, I will live a life with the absence of that because it makes me more man. It's like, bro, make food, <laughs> make a pasta. What's wrong with you? music by Steve is broke audio engineering and editing by Kill Hamster <laughs>